Throughout the Gospels, we oftentimes witness a constant tension between Jesus and the Pharisees. And the word Pharisees in Hebrew is translated as separated ones. Because they, the Pharisees, separated themselves from all forms of religious or ceremonial uncleanliness. They were very strict and very rigid in fulfilling every detail of the law. And they were determined not to allow any foreign influence into their life and into their worship. And so naturally, they are scandalized by Jesus, who often welcomes sinners and tax collectors, who embraces foreigners, Gentiles, Samaritans, and who even sets aside certain precepts laws regarding the Sabbath. And so in the Pharisees' mind, Jesus is a false Messiah. He is someone who doesn't live or teach the purity of Judaism as they do. And Jesus is frustrated with them because of their lack of faith and because of their focus on outward purity, while oftentimes neglecting the inward purity that is necessary in the worship of God. Yet there is something else about the Pharisees that poses itself to us as a grave temptation. And I think this temptation is especially great in today's culture. And that is the temptation towards an exaggerated sense of self-importance. You know, in the gospel today, as Jesus is telling us about this parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, Jesus, it's almost comical, but in describing his prayer, Jesus says that the Pharisee said to himself, O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity. I'm not greedy, I'm not dishonest, I'm not an adulteress, I'm not like this tax collector. And then he goes on to praise himself even more by saying, I, unlike others, I fast. 
I pay tithes. I keep the law, unlike others. Therefore, I should be praised. I should be recognized and rewarded by God and by others. Whereas the tax collector simply comes before God with these humble words, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. His prayer is honest, it is sincere, and it is true. Hence, there is no exaggeration in him. Therefore, his prayer pierces the heart of God. Whereas the Pharisee's prayer is dishonest. It is fake. And it is false. Why? Because it is filled with an exaggerated sense of self-importance. Therefore, his prayer only pierces himself and his own heart. Since it is himself that he is so in love with. And I think at this point we could ask, well, is not what I do important? Is not my life and the way I live my life important? And the answer to that question is, well, of course it is. Of course our lives, of course we are important but not for the reasons that we think. We oftentimes think that we and our lives are important based upon what we do and not for who we are. We oftentimes think that our lives are important only if we have some external proof to prove or validate my worth. For the Pharisee, it was his strict and perfect fulfilling of the law that made him important. For other people, it might be their social status, that makes them think they are important, or their vocation, or their job, or how other people perceive them, or how many things they have accomplished in their life. Yet what they fail to recognize is that they and their lives we're already important 
before any of these external realities occurred. This is why our greatest problem in life, or really our greatest struggle, both as a society and as individuals, is an existential problem. We don't know who we are. Or if we do, we don't live from the reality of this truth, of who we are, very often. And what happens to us then? We spend our whole life grasping, grasping at life, grasping at people, grasping at circumstances and situations in the attempts to build an identity for ourselves that we believe will make us important and maybe even convince others that we are lovable. Not only is this a complete waste of time, but it is a tremendous tragedy. It is a tragedy because God has already given us our identity at baptism. It is there in baptism, in that moment of complete unmerited grace, where God in his absolute goodness and love has made us his sons and his daughters forever. And there is nothing that you and I could do in this world no matter how successful it might be, or no matter how holy it might appear, that could be better than who we already are. From a worldly perspective, the Pharisee's life looks like a success. Whereas the tax collector's life looks like a failure. Yet how does Jesus judge the situation? He says the latter went home justified, the tax collector. Whereas the Pharisee, with all his accomplishments, all of his success, Is nothing. Simply because, as Jesus says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. My brothers and sisters, we don't need to find ourselves 
We don't need to go looking for ourselves in external things, in the things of this world. Because we are already found. What we must do is accept the fact that we are already found by God and allow that to be enough for us. Because the truth is, there is nothing better. <laughs>